Thank you, Alliance. Well played. Uh, our theme song for the year blazes into its eighth month. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. We keep going. Uh, it's 640 here in the morning sickness, and I have to say I'm not a big fan of YouTubers or influencers. Or I watched a Black Mirror last night. Uh, at the, the title of it is called Nosedive. It's with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. And I root for this to be the future because all of Black Mirror is very sci-fi futuristic, but still relatively close to our lives, just with some added technology that makes it like, oh, this could this could very well be the road we're on. And it basically turns into these eye implants in this particular episode where uh, the eye implants makes me look at you, Brady, and it would say, oh, Brady. And then it gives your rating like an Uber driver, like yeah. you're a 4.0. And then I have to be extra nice to you because otherwise you won't rate me. And then so it becomes like your credit score. So when you try to buy a car, they're like, oh, we only have deals for people four, seven and above. It's like, oh, so if you could get a few people who are four, five and above to give you five star ratings, we can boost your score. But right now we can't let you into this apartment complex or get you this car. And it was all based on that, which was fantastic. But I'm rooting for that because if you make a mistake in traffic, anonymous people can give you one star and drop your rating. So it's constant. You're constantly being rated by the society, which I love because it means so much to people to get, you know, thumbs ups and things like that. Now this would be an incredible way to destroy society, which I think everybody's doing voluntarily with their Instagram posts and their silly needs for social media. So I root for all social media to destroy the social media people. In that regard, I'm kind of Ted Kaczynski. But I do have to give credit where it's due. Occasionally, the cream rises to the top. And I am a fan now of YouTuber Jideon. 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 J-I-D-I-O-N. It's a couple days old. Uh, but I started to read about this guy. He took um, a nightcap and a blanket into a WNBA game. I don't know how he got away with that in the first place. Also, did what I've done. Uh, several times, only he followed through, which is day of game, you take a look and see how much front row tickets are, and by the time the game starts, you might be spending $80 on courtside seats to a WNBA game. So he, he blocked out three or four, probably spent 200 bucks, took his nightcap and his blanket down to the front row of a game with, I think it was uh, Atlanta, and who cares? So he's down there front row. Have you seen this, Brett? It's no. great. Dude's got a nightcap on, blanket, pajamas, and right during the game, <laughs> lays down in the four seats he buys in the front row and goes to sleep, like pretends <laughs> to sleep the whole game. They make him sit up. You can't lay down like security comes, and then he just lays back in his chair sleeping. Well, the WNBA has had it with this guy because a couple of games earlier that he went to, he got front row seats. Every time a ball would go out of bounds, he'd shoot it. <laughs> and they're like, you can't shoot the ball. He goes, it's a dead ball. You can't start shooting. We'll kick you out of here. And he's like, all right, which is no threat. The best part of this story is not that he did that. And the best part of the story is not that he was removed from the facility. The best part of the story is the WNBA recognizing they're useless. They banned him from NBA games. They took something meaningful away from him. <laughs> they actually said, all right, you pull this crap, guess what you'll never see? Real basketball ever again. There he is. That's him sleeping at the game. <laughs> it is so funny to see because he's making the point that you could get a nice 
four four pack of seats in the front. There's dudes sitting so next he's to him. He's done it a few times because oh, here he is at another game. Yeah, I think that's the same one. That's where him, he, they'd move him into different oh, seats okay. and he'd just like roll out and lay there around. He's shooting. Yeah, there he is shooting. That's at a different game and he's firing off shots when the ball would go out of bounds. He'd shoot jumpers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow this yeah, guy. I know. This dude's yeah. worth, a, yeah. worth a look. <laughs> um, he got a haircut at the U.S. Open. Like he's done some stuff. Most of the stuff he, most of the pranks he does are at uh, sporting events. But the WNBA admitted by not admitting that they had no leverage in this. And they banned him from the NBA. They basically said, all right, fine. You're making fun of the WNBA? We know that taking away WNBA games is no big deal, but we will take away something valuable. NBA. So he's now banned from all NBA activity. It's because the big brother had to step in and go, you making fun of my little sister? And they're just hysterical. So he's one. Like he made the WNBA admit they're lesser than. With this one prank. And I, for one, love that man for it. And the pictures are phenomenal. And they asked, you know, a couple of WNBA girls, like, what'd you think of that guy sleeping? Like, we didn't even notice him. You did, too. You can't miss that. That means you're more oblivious than I thought you were. If you can't see a dude laid out on four seats in the front row sleeping in a nightcap and a blanket, if you didn't catch that or somebody didn't poke you and go, look over there... You guys are completely unaware of your surroundings. Well, you've seen him play. You know that's yeah. probably the case. It's like it if somebody be on the floor laying the other way. If somebody made fun of KDKB and then Trip banned them from listening to KUPD, like they took away something good, hilarious. All right, you want to make fun of KDKB? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You're not allowed to listen to KUPD. Oh no, don't do that. We we didn't do anything to them. Kinda. <laughs> it's great so uh i don't even know like what i would do with this like i don't want to just watch youtube all day that seems crazy but anytime he does a prank i'm going to listen to it because he made the wnba uh ad- ask the big brother to step up and protect her can't can't fight their own fights they got nothing to take away they they offer nothing to society and when somebody makes them mad, they take away the good thing, which they're not even involved in. Great work, Gideon, Gideon, Gideon. I don't know how to say your name. It's very difficult. Realize <laughs> how wide I am. I was gonna say, a, you're going to pronounce it wrong anyway. It's it probably matter. true. Gideon. I'm going to go with Gideon. J i d i o n. That's Gideon, and the way I read. <laughs> Falling asleep at a WNBA game is great, though. And no one would care. And no one tried. Like, nobody around him was, like, reaching up, tapping on him. There's a bunch of dudes that look like they've been forced to be there from some other basketball community. Like, I know that they made the NBA players, they forced them to go to the WNBA All-Star game. Because Seth Curry was playing in an actual golf tournament and somehow managed to get there by the second half down to Vegas and then make it back to Reno for the tournament the next morning. He was forced to go. He doesn't want to do that. But they were like, they, and again, admitting that their game stinks, the big draw to the WNBA All-Star game was how many NBA stars were going to be there. Jadeon's uh, description on Instagram is prisoner of sleep apnea. Yeah. <laughs> He's got an apnea issue. You could do this, Brady. Yeah, so he could. Uh, that's why. That's I a to... great one. I'm proud of him. Good stuff. So uh, if you're interested in following anybody, that's the one. Uh, Romy has emailed in and said, the pubes in uh, spit guy. Uh not going to clone you, 
but might be setting a murder plot up for you to get uh, it. In London, you can prove you weren't there. I'm still not worried about it. You got to find out for real. But you got to send that package to London. I would, it, it didn't cross my mind that you could be implicated in a murder or a rape if you start sending your pubes and spit all over the place and then you just pour the spit in the pubes on the body and your DNA shows up where it shouldn't be. That's kind of a black mirror in itself. But yeah, be careful with that as well. There's stuff like that you gotta, you gotta worry about. And then this one says, uh, these are the types of things I get in my email now. This is how grown up we all are. John, would you rather eat coconut out of underwear worn by a girl for a whole week without washing or live in Tucson with Guy Fieri as your apartment roommate? <sighs> coconut sounds pretty good. I was going to say the food in the underwear sounds better than what Guy would be making. I've had Guy Fieri's food. And, and Tucson. And in, in, yeah, I'm going to eat the coconut out of the underwear because that would be a more satisfying meal than anything Guy Fieri could ever cook for me. Put some coconut right on the blood pad. Gum it together for a week. Toss in a little creme fraiche. Flippity flip flop floop. Money city yum town. Shut up, asshole. I'm going to go eat coconut out of underwear. <laughs> That's the bomb squad. Okay, it's a hot dog. Nobody gets that excited over it. Yeah, okay, I'll go with that one. That's... Thanks for the queries this morning. I guess I'm kind of human uh, quora now myself. Uh, and uh, and they're also saying that uh, Arizona's transgender rule for sports is banned. So speaking of the WNBA, high school can now let the... I don't know that we've got a big problem with it, but they did have a ban on it where transgender girls can't play in girls' sports in high school. They just lifted that ban. So now they can. So girls' sports just got more interesting because uh, Ladybugs is real. If you're a boy who can't make the uh, you know the soccer team, put a dress on, start playing a little girl soccer. You don't even have to do that. Yeah, that's true. Just identify, but you know, if you're gonna do it, go the full nine. Start being a girl. Don't just wander around and say I'm a girl and wear you know your you know shorts and t-shirts and tank tops. Just go for it. Put the dress on. Put start being a little girly, and then just go kick ass on the girl field. It would be fantastic. Those kids on the cusp, you don't need steroids anymore. There's lucrative money to be made on the girls' basketball team if you didn't make the boys' team. Michael Jordan, imagine the, le- the legendary story that he didn't make his sophomore basketball team. So he had to work harder. Yeah. All he had to do to go to his, just go into a thing, hey, I'm kind of identifying as a woman. I'd like to try out for the girls' team. And there's no rules against that. He takes his dress off and he goes and dominates. He had 80 points a night and 100 rebounds. Now will it go to the next level? Will it go to the college ranks? Eventually it's going to bleed into something. You, gotta, you know, then you're looking at... Um, you know, I'm thinking of all the scholarships and right. Do you give a scholarship to a so trans athlete? Like, hey, that's this is okay. You know, because if it's fine in high school, right? Danielle is over here scoring 41 a night. I think Baylor might be interested in putting him on the girls' team. <laughs> As there's no rules in Arizona, dominant on the girls' high school basketball tour. 42, 17, and eight a night. It's like, man, Daniela is a good basketball player. 10 to 15 years from now, there might be a competitive WNBA team. <laughs> 10 to 15 years from now, there might not be a single woman left in sports. <laughs> You're playing yourself yeah, out. You, you, you did it like you did the beauty pageants. You complained yourself and liberaled your way into this. There's a certain line you got to draw with this acceptance thing, and that's one of them. You're, you're casting yourself out of your own game. They they're said gonna, it was a high school kid at Tempe wants to run track, and then there's one in Tucson who wants to be on yeah. a soccer team. Okay. Yeah. 
go get them. It's going to get down to a, well, they have to take the, pass the uh, polygraph, the lie detector. That's a, <laughs> yeah, are you, know, you really do, living yeah. like a girl? Well, no, because that would be illegal. I know, There'll but it's got to get to a certain point where they're like, it, they're playing themselves out. Yep. The women are, anybody that's accepting of it is just making it so this whole Title IX thing goes away. And it's all going to be boys in skirts. It's ladybugs. Rodney Dangerfield's going to be the coach. It's a bunch of dudes in dresses. And then you're going to run into that other team from Maryvale that seems to be, well, this entire girls' basketball team is 6'8". <laughs> How you doing? My name's Danica. I don't believe you, but all right. And then you just have second-level, couldn't-make-the-varsity-squad boys' basketball. In dresses. That's the only... You couldn't make the boys' team, you got to wear a dress, which is what we used to make fun of guys who couldn't make the team for. Let's go put on a dress. You got cut. Oh, You're going to be in home act, not PE. It's going to happen in the Olympics? Yep. It has to. John Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The 98. KUPD. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Hilarious. So, yeah. So, good job, Arizona. Yeah, they, they banned it. And then the one guy who's fighting. And what he is, and, he's, and the funny thing is, the dude that's saying this shouldn't be is being demonized as a right-wing crazy who hates transgenders. Yeah. And he's basically saying, ladies, I'm trying to protect your thing. So a federal judge that's banned it uh, in Tucson says, nope, green light. Trans can play with the ladies. And this uh, one dude in town, a superintendent, is like, Tom Horn, that's his name. I can't believe you're doing this. Like, ah, you're a Nazi. It's like, I I thought I was kind of... This is the most liberal I've ever been in my life trying to say the ladies are getting screwed on this deal. He's being he's basically a feminist. Yeah. He's basically standing up for the women while they're screaming out, oh, you're a transphobe. It's like, no, no, no. Okay, whatever. Just let it go. This will be at the Supreme Court. That's what he said, Tom Horn. said. So it's going to Supreme Court. So, and we'll let them decide. And I don't know where they're going to go. But pretty darn soon, women are going to have to have Title X. <laughs> Title IX is going to be a bunch of dudes. There's going to... There's going to be no title. Nope. It'll just be guys guys playing guys. With an occasional girl mixed in who can put up like six or seven. But she's not going to be shooting over Danica. You know, the kid with bad knees who's 6'9 and couldn't make the varsity team but can dominate lady basketball. <laughs> it's the old, you know, when you get there and you're picking your team on the playground. Oh. Go with the transgender. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, if you're the captain right now and up against the wall, you get the one dude in a dress, but he's 6'4". Or you got, you know, Stacy. Uh, taking my chances with yep. the big one. I'm going to go with that tall lady over there. So I'm not real sure as a lady. Adam brings up a good point. He says, you know, the funny thing is you never see a girl change over way. to a guy and then try nope. to play the guy sports. Never goes the other way. This, you know, that's the argument to me. I've said that here a million times. There's your science. There's proof that it's one way. Yeah. That, you know, the, the boys who... You know, girls who can't make the girls' team never go, well, I'll just try it for the boys' team. You, you already know a girl trying to transition to be a boy is not going to make the boys' team. It's just not going to happen. It doesn't. Megan always tells me that. She was like a really good soccer player in high school. And she goes and then played on the boys' team because they're Goldwater, Gold Bongwater High School. Evidently was like, you're good enough. We think he, it was the speed difference was in high school. She goes, we couldn't keep up with them. Those guys were crushing us. Like, it was just amazing. We, we They were all cocky, thinking we can play with them. They were letting us practice. This is a pr- first practice, we're like, nope, never again. Not going out there. Could, could not 
at it was speed mostly. Like we just couldn't keep up. You go back over there with the girls, gear down a little bit. You're you know you're forward low. <laughs> you you know you're rock crawling compared to what these boys were doing. So That's keep what, it up. Uh, I would think the Supreme Court would have to take a look at that. It wouldn't be fair on the other side of it. That, it isn't. It's not fair it's, on either it's side. Just one way, like you said, the the girl transitioning to be a boy yep. isn't going to be able to play open tryouts. That's the future. Kill the gender and just say anybody who wants to try out can try out, girl, boy, or otherwise. And we do not have a requirement that we have to have a girl on the team because that's not, nope, whoever's best. How about that? Well, then there's no diversity. All right, then start your girl league. Well, we got to have trans in that. Then it's a boy league. You don't understand what you're doing to yourself. Like we talked about a couple weeks ago with the Netherlands Miss Universe winner was a guy. Oh, yeah. But again, my point being, no man ever said these pageants shouldn't be about beauty. It was women who made beauty pageants about storytelling, smarts, and answering political questions. A man was inevitably going to win that eventually. It obviously wasn't about beauty because that, no, that beaver is not pretty. God. Second place was a smoke show. That I know. dude was... Oh. But because it's not supposed to be about looks, it's supposed to be about quality answers and logic... Women didn't stand a chance. They, they, they built their own bomb. They stepped in their own mind. Beauty pageants should be about substance and not shallow stuff. Well, who do you think enters beauty pageants? Not substantive people. People who realize they're good looking and can get away with it. Uh, you, all right, we'll get a substantive person in there. It's going to be different than you expect. And it turns out it's a dude and he's going to go to Miss Universe now. <laughs> the runner-up runner is winning pageants for eight years. This guy rolls in two yeah. months. Two months. It didn't take him long at all to figure out the, the formula to go. I can whip their asses all day long. There's no bikini contest, right? Nope. I'm going to win. Thank Christ. Dude, you got to get in on this. It's a $50,000 scholarship. This is gold. They're not even beauty pageants. They're called scholarship pageants. We're tired of being objectified. Okay. We're going to win your contest for a little while. What's your skill? I'm going to build a house. And then, uh, <laughs> I'm going I'm to demo this kitchen. I'm going to put up a new modern kitchen. Because I got both the, uh, the ability as a man to build and the uh, creative ability as a homosexual to uh, make this thing beautiful. So watch this. You have four minutes. I'll have two left over. Just hammers out a brand new kitchen. It's a nice triangulation of the supply. Oven, fridge, microwave. You got that all right here. Sink. It's functional. It's beautiful. Uh, I miss Netherlands, by the way. How you doing? <laughs> Get it to yourselves, ladies. You keep cashing yourselves out of stuff and then calling everybody a transphobe. Uh, people on your team. I also pee standing up. <laughs> yeah, I can piss standing <laughs> up. That's my talent. Watch this. No hands. Bluetooth. <laughs> Wow, Miss Netherlands took a long piss standing up, wrote her name in the snow. That's what I do, Miss Netherlands, goddammit. I gotta have talent. See what I'm doing? I can't compete with this. That's right, sister. You get back in my kitchen that I just built for you. So anyway, good luck, ladies. Good luck. This person says, in all fairness, Megan probably could have played on the boys' soccer team at Bongwater. They were garbage. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But even the worst team, Bongwater's stoned soccer team, she couldn't keep up with those guys. And they were just a bunch of 420s running around trying to get a letter on their jacket. It happens. What are you going to do? They couldn't get a letter for playing hacky sack, so it's like, all right, well, it's close enough. I like kicking stuff. There's chicks out here, bro. 
I'm not even trying to run in fire. Yeah. You get under that. It's just silly. But yeah, that Tom Horn's right. He's a feminist. He's a feminist. Just like I've been a feminist for the WNBA. I think it's the worst thing that's happened to women and proven when they don't even take away WNBA tickets to a guy who's done bad at a WNBA game. They take away. He can't go to Suns games anymore. You can't see anything good ever again. They'll come back and say, it's all of it, John. Well, that's what he said. Well, they, they're trying to lump them in. They said all NBA activities. So but deep down, we all know what that means. The dude didn't want to go to WNBA games in the first place. We want to make fun of him. Oh, that's it. We're taking away your liver. My person, no, you're never allowed to eat liver again. Oh, yikes. What a punishment. You took away something I didn't want in the first place. You and, take away my season tickets. And Disney on ice as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll never see another one of those again. Also, you're banned from all Little League games. Oh, no. And children's recitals. Oh, my God. What have I done wrong to deserve such punishment? You, Dion. <laughs> nope. They took away something awesome. A chance to go watch, you know, Steph Curry and Ja Morant go back to back. It's so stupid. It's all crazy. Our trans, our trans listener, Aiden, says, uh, there's a trans man American boxer doing pretty well named Patricio Manuel, but you're right. No one ever talks about the female-to-male trans during that. Yeah, well, depends on the competition, too, because I guarantee you, Patricio Manuel is not fighting the upper-ranked people and putting some tomato cans in front of Patricio to get a story. And Brett's people are probably involved a little bit. Take a couple falls so we get this transgender story out there. We do a little marketing. <laughs> They do that a lot. Boxing will put up guys who've never boxed, sparring partners. And I've been in the boxing uh, gyms a few times where some of these girls who are going to go pro. You know who they used to put in the ring with them to work defense? My dumb ass. I didn't know what I was doing. That was when I was brand new to this. I had a girl so angry at me once because I was dodging her punches. I'm like, hey, I might be pretty good at this boxing thing. <laughs> it was like within a month. And my old trainer before I had Ray was this kid named Josh. And he's like, just hop in there with her and she'll hit you. She's pretty fast, but she's just training for a couple of new fights. She was young. She was quick. She was good. Then she got in there after she was training with me. She landed a couple of shots. There's some women that can punch. I mean, no, no question about that. But in a boxing ring, uh, the skilled boxer, you don't want to do that. So I did the defense. She got in there with a girl and just beat the living <laughs> out of this poor girl that had no opportunity at all to defend herself. And I was brand new. They used to put me in there. So that would have been the thing if it was like, hey, Holmberg, you want to climb in there and make a couple bucks and... Take on the champ. Make it look good. You can take on the trans champ. I'll do that. How much? I'll give you $1,000. At the time, that would have been awesome. All right, I'll take a 1000 bucks to you have to go down. Yeah, make it look good. Like, okay. <laughs> Brett knows that phrase. Make it look good. <laughs> okay. You go down in the third round. Yeah, you'll, you'll just get sleepy in the third round, if you know what I mean. Give it a couple of minutes, but get tired in the third. I'm like, okay, we can do that. There's no big deal. But yeah, so good luck with that whole thing. Oh, what? Is he here? I don't even know what's going on. Jimmy Fallon's outside. Uh-oh. Ladies and gentlemen, this is never good, although it's fairly energetic. The host of The Tonight Show, even though the writer's strike has kept him from being on. Jimmy Fallon. Come on in, Jimmy. He's got nothing else to do. Oh, my God. Put the pen down. Put the pen down. What are you saying? Hey, Brady. Brady's here. I see Brady over there. Okay, Brady, what's going on? How are you? How's the strike going? It's not going well, man. I can't write. I can't do anything. I'm just like, oh, this is improv. Oh, my God. I'm just making it up as I go. Oh, good. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Hey, Brett, what's going on? Ah, hey, Brett. What happened to Brett? Oh, my God. Brett. Another drink. It, it looks, looks like it's yeah. better. I, just, I have to get my blurry vision going. It looks like Brett's been in the ring with a tranny. Oh, my God. 
Deputy Dog. I would say that uh, you could watch the Tonight Show tonight, but it's all reruns. Blake Shelton's releasing his album two years ago on the show tonight, which is great. <laughs> the rerun of that, and then uh, another rerun where we discuss COVID a couple of times, and the, and the whole crowd is in masks. It's an old show, but you know what? They're still great. Dick in the Box over again. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can take care of that. That's some stuff like, it's be it's so good to see you guys. It's amazing. So excited to be here. Tony Bennett's dead. <laughs> what? That's right, Tony Bennett, the great Tony Bennett. Left his heart at the hospital. It's not beating anymore. It's over. <laughs> He's not going to be around anymore. It's not going to be a drink. A bottle of champagne? Get a good bottle. Yeah, pour him in. You know, drop. If you have some champagne, pour it out for my homie Tony Bennett, okay? Just like a little, dip down a little brute on the ground for Tony Bennett tonight. He's dead. Uh, age, uh, ridiculous age of like 86 or something. He's crazy old. Like maybe 96. 96. Almost, almost 100 years old. They're not going to have him anymore. He's not around. Tony Bennett is dead. And uh, he's gone. And everybody loved him. And uh, he was the best. Remember he did that song with Lady Gaga? And you looked at the video and you said, Oh my God, between the two of them, I would f- Tony Bennett first. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah, his dead body is still more attractive than Lady Gaga. But he did that song with her. With her nobody remembers. And, it, it, of course, he was just an, a legend, an amazing man. Unbelievable. It's good to see you. It's great to see you, Brady. Yeah, Brady. good to see you. It's great to see you. I hope Enjoy you do, Enjoy your okay? uh, time off, I guess. I've just been sitting around. Been, what are you, you going to do? I go pick it for a little while, and I just drink myself into a coma. That's <laughs> <laughs> ah, Brett's face. My <laughs> God, Brett looks crazy. I don't know what that is, Brett, but I'm afraid of you right now. Anyway, good night to everybody. And hopefully, we'll see you soon on the Tonight Show. My first guest back, I guarantee, will be Blake Shelton. <laughs> Get out of here! All right, so long, everybody. Goodbye, Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett's gone. Yeah. I just found that yeah. out. Tony Bennett is gone. Oh, my God. I can't remember who told the story. We used to tell it all the time about... Maybe it was Pablo Francisco. We were it might have been. But we always took that story from him, which was fantastic, that he would... Walk on stage and ask the front row. How you doing, everybody? It's Tony Bennett, the big show today. Who's here from New York? Somebody raise a hand. What do you do for a living? <laughs> Bottle of champagne for that table right there. Welcome. What are you guys here for? Um, AIDS convention. We all have AIDS. Bottle of champagne for those folks right there. <laughs> Never heard what the person didn't said. Matter. Never heard at all what the person in the front row said. My wife left me and I wanted to come here and afterwards I'm going to kill myself. Bottle of champagne for that fella right there. Good luck with your wife. <laughs> the late Tony Bennett. Somebody just sent over a Miss Netherlands side-by-side to uh, Butthead from Beavis and Butthead. And it Pretty is close. remarkably <laughs> close. But again, it's more interesting to listen to. <laughs> Tony Bennett had I left my heart in San Francisco. And what else? Uh, he did all the standards. Uh, 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 At the end there, though, it was just some shaky stuff. Yeah. Left my heart in San Francisco. Bottle of champagne for you, Brady. At our old station, we had him come out to, we had like 50 or 60 clients. And we went up to the, at the time where the sanctuary is. And he sang around the piano. Mm. And then he did a, did a quick uh, art thing because he was doing yeah, he was doing paintings. art he was yeah was an artist so he whipped well. out a painting and uh someone won that in a drawing but uh to see him around that piano was pretty amazing he was probably 80 at the time 16 years ago that would be oh, longer, than, longer yeah. than that yeah, yeah. so i guess been longer, 75 yeah, yeah like 20 years ago he was 70s. 75 jesus in the early 2000s he was 
in the seventies, and people were like, "Yeah, Tony's not much longer for the world." But I don't even know his other stuff. I know he did standards and his things. biggest. Is this him? Yeah, this is uh, the most played one on like Spotify. For you, I saw body and soul. For you, dear, only. But there's a battle set better than forever, buddy. Why haven't you seen it? I wonder if you could. All for you, body and soul. Young people don't like listening to this cool. The hipsters do. I think the hipsters yeah. might to try to score with chicks. Yeah. Who's he singing with? Doesn't say. Was that him? Oh, Amy Winehouse. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's that dead girl. You look like a crackhead, baby. Bottle of champagne for this one. I don't think she's going to last much longer. John Holmberg's morning sickness. The 98. Holmberg's morning sickness. And then here's the old standard everybody knows. You got any H, Tony? I got some H for you. A bottle of H for this lady right here. The werewolf witch woman that looks like a crazy person with a beehive. Oh. Seems somehow sadly gay. Huh? The glory that was of another day. You're all right, right, Brett? We don't have to worry. You weren't, were you, was your dad going to be okay today? I was already here, so I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no. Otherwise, I'd have called him sick again. Yeah, you guys have to have some sort of a shrine tonight for Tony at the house. Has your dad texted you already this morning? <laughs> Can you believe it, boy? It's happened. We lost Bennett. Be doing a little Sambuca when I get home. That's right. Light it on fire, right? You got it. Good. I like the old version, though. When I was 90, it was Bottle of champagne for me and old me. <laughs> yeah. High on a hill. Yeah, you used to be able to like play this and have a girl come into the house. It calls oh. to me. One of the best things I ever did was Sinatra. But I mixed in some Bennett and some standards, but it was mostly Sinatra. Valentine's Day, living in a condo. Made dinner. Waited for the lady to come in, you know, from a hard day's work. Dinner set at the table. Little Tony Bennett, little Frank going in the background. She walks in, candles. What's this? It's for you, baby. (laughs) And this stuff's winning. And a few seconds later, downstairs neighbors. You want to turn that down, please? (laughs) You can hear that? Yes. It's blasting. It's annoying us. Sorry about that. It wasn't romantic to everybody. I thought more people were coming in to, you know, be you know, wooed by me. No, they were just tired of listening to this. I must have been doing it for about an hour while I was making dinner. It's very weird. <laughs> well, Tony's gone. And uh, half people don't care or remember and probably thought Tony was already gone. He'd been sick for a while, right? He had Alzheimer's, I think, or something like that, dementia. 96, you're not escaping. 96, you're going to have something going goofy. 96 too long. He's 10 years overdue. 86 is too long, but at least to give you that. That's too much. But goodbye, Tony. We'll miss you. And it's always good to have Jimmy help us out. Let us know who's coming and who's going. I think my grandma was it. When I, whenever I think of Tony Bennett, my grandma pops. But I don't know that she knew she was listening to Tony Bennett. I think she just had stuff on. I don't think she really cared who she was. John, my mom was a Johnny Mathis. Like, she liked him. But I think that was her way to dabble in the dark arts in Indiana. Like, you know what I mean? She, like, she liked him. Like, I think my mom would have uh, crossed lines and banged Mathis for sure. Like, that was her. 
dark-skinned crush. And in Indiana, that was not, you know. She couldn't go as far as Sammy Davis. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Sammy Davis would have been like, they'd have moved her to Gary. <laughs> like, yeah, my, my, you know, you grow up in racist Indiana, and there's dividing lines of where, you know, white people don't go here, and black people don't go here, and this group doesn't go here, and everything's kind of quartered off. My mom had a thing for Johnny Mathis, and I think it made my dad upset that she would, she had that. And he was kind of olive-skinned more than he was anything else. But Tony Bennett was my grandma's thing. She had that on a lot. I don't think she even knew. She just had it on. I don't think she knew. I don't think my, thinking back, I don't think my grandma knew much about anything when it came to that. Like, she didn't know who or what she was watching. Wasn't it was, a big music? Uh, I don't know. I just don't think it, I don't think it registered with her that to go out and get a record. Just, she just put it on there, you know. Whatever was on was on. But he seemed to be on the house a lot. That and dangerous propeller fans with no guards. That was my grandma's house. So goodbye, Tony. You bring back uh, all those memories of almost being chopped to death by window fans in the Midwest that didn't yeah, have guards my, on. My dad didn't get um, many albums, but my grand his father did. Loved them. Had a lot of yeah, music. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I, I remember my deal. dad got uh, like growing up Johnny Cash. Uh, you know what's weird though? It's like the, the Western Tony, singer, the, the Tony Bennett's of the world. Never wrote their own music or did anything else. And we always come down on people now. So we don't even write their own songs. They're manufactured. I'm like, all of Sinatra, Elvis, they didn't write their own music. No. They in came fact, in and that people handed them stuff. was written by yeah. someone else and a bunch of people covered it. Yeah, Louis it's Armstrong the standards. And, it's the, they yeah. had the standards that were written. And then these guys came and they in. they just and, used to throw them around. All, do everybody it, do did it. it. Within oh, yeah. like a year. It's like Sinatra, Sinatra Dean Martin. Everybody's did the same songs. And yeah. nobody wrote one of them. Yeah, they had writers. it now. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's Rod Stewart and Buble, mm-hmm. and they all do it. But we get mad when it's like, oh, you know, Harry Styles, at least, you know, he's writing his own. So these pop singers, we get so mad. Oh, it's all computers and they're manufactured. I'm like, all of it's, it's always been that way. Yeah. Sinatra, Elvis especially, is the most manufactured thing in the world. He just had a ton of talent his own way of doing the stuff he did. He wrote a couple songs. And it songs. didn't matter. I mean, yeah, whatever he would cover. If Elvis, if you get Elvis to do it, For it's going to sell. For a while there, if he touched it, it was going somewhere. But Elvis wasn't exactly like, you know, a prolific songwriter. He, he didn't write much of anything. Some of his best stuff, he didn't like it. Suspicious Minds and things like that. He had, a, he had a touch in it. but And they always say that's a song about how Elvis felt about Priscilla. It's like, no, it's how the people around him saw what was going on and wrote a song. And I was like, Elvis will kill this. And some great stuff. Ora Lee was just a, you know, just they just tagged words and made it love me tender and I think it was Love Me Tender. Or I don't remember which one. But either way, I don't know why we do that to songs now. Like, if you didn't write it yourself, you're a loser. It's like, no. You're not singing it live. It's like, I don't understand. Pop music's always been that way. Tony Bennett's a perfect example. I don't know. Did Tony Bennett write a song? I don't know. I don't either. How did that happen? How did you get discovered? You just showed up and started singing other people's stuff. And like, there's a, there's the one. Voice. That guy's amazing. Yes. Let's just record him doing stuff. I'm sure there are a few people behind. Uh, That's exactly did, you know? right. I got this kid. You're going to love him. I said you're going to love him. <laughs> so, yeah, Brett's people in charge of all that as well. Anyway, goodbye, Tony Bennett, at the tender age of 96. And surprisingly, didn't die of old age. Mauled by wolves on a hike. Who knew? <laughs> he was gored by a bison. Up There's north. nothing left. <laughs> they ate them all. He's all gone. All Tony Bennett was was a meal. 
Wouldn't that be amazing? I always marveled that the guy who played Q in the Bond series was 95 and died when he was thrown from a vehicle he was driving. I'm like, that would I'd have lost that bet. Like, how do you think this guy's going to die? He's 95. I'm like, he's going to sleep it off. Nope. Shot himself out the back window. Wow. <laughs> seven. Well, that's quite a fall for Q. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Bert? Uh, wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. It is hot right now, so now's the time to get that bike serviced. And, uh, well, that Action Ride Shop's the best place to go. They got the best wrenches in town. Doesn't matter if you just got a little beach cruiser, you roll around the neighborhood, or you got a full-blown pivot mountain bike or something. Action Ride Shop is the place. So actionrideshop.com, or you can basically just check them out in person. Go down there. Gilbert Road and Southern is where Josh and the boys are at. On the list, Pantera, Fear Factory, Disturbed, uh, Buck Cherry, Living Color, Stone Sour Soil, Bad Religion. Uh, somebody hit us up for the Clash London calling for Pube Lady. <laughs> so, <laughs> just kind of funny. That's gold, because dude in London is asking for the pubes. Yeah. I love it. Want to go with that one? I think that's solid. We it's haven't played solid. the Clash in forever. London Calling's a great one. All right. And I wanted to put this lady in. I thought this was in Miami, Arizona, but it's in Miami, Florida. Because it sounds like something that would happen in Miami, Arizona. But the story that's going around, I wanted to make her a potential candidate for uh, bag of the year. We live amongst them, but she's not from our city. Uh, This lady in Florida hired a hitman to kill her (laughs) three-year-old. I mean, really? You need a hitman for that? You're You're not thinking that one out too well. I mean... How about the hitman? I'll yeah, do I'll do it. I got that. That's easy. What do I need? A, a, a rattle and a bottle? I can get this kid out. Kid, here's a Tide Pod. Yeah. <laughs> mm, these are fun candies, young man. Yeah, eat three of them. Thanks, mister. And then all you got to do as a mom is tell the kid to take candy from strangers, have a stranger go by with some Tide Pod. This is easy if you want your three-year-old out. Well, how about that hitman, too? Nah, I killed a three-year-old. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. Big whoop. <laughs> Pussy. I just had a big job. I took out a three-year-old. <laughs> How'd you do it? Uh, Long-distance rifle. I don't know. You just give him some Tide Pods. Brady's right. You poison a little chocolate. But she had it in her mind that she didn't want her three-year-old anymore, and she couldn't bear to do it herself. So Didn't want to make the call and say, I'm, I'm you know, too big for a shelf or something, you know, to leave him at the fire station? or yeah, maybe, he's, maybe it's like Toledo's dad. It's like, I'd rather not have him come find me someday. And just kept leaving them in drawers. Uh, yeah, she she visited what she thought was a hitman for hire website, but it was a parody site intended to assist law enforcement. And in an attempt to have the boy, quote, taken away far, far away as possible to be killed ASAP, uh, willing to pay up to $3,000. That's $1,000 for every year that kid walked the earth. Or, well, you know, lived on it. She said uh, she, her listing started with, got to get something done once and for all. It's just too much. These are human beings well, that are like, yeah, yeah, you are. Police said she provided an address where the boy lives with his grandmother, a recent photo of him, and a phone number. I guess the kid's got a phone. A man who runs the website contacted the Miami-Dade police to see if this was real, and they found out it was. Like, my God. Our parody hitman site just drew in a mom of a three-year-old, and she's in. She offer meds? She, uh... I don't know what that is. The grandmother told detectives she took a photo of the boy, which was posted on the hitman website. She's like, I took that picture. And the child's mother was arrested uh, this week at her dad's house. 
where she's been staying. The arrest report states she was confused, but the full statement was redacted when she released the news to organizations and said, yeah, she's just nuts. We, we yeah. lost this one. Yeah. Man. Uh, judge only set bond for $15,000. I think I'd have killed her that day. That's enough of you. No coming back from that, really. No kidding. I don't even like kids, but man. Yeah, I, I, don't, like, real... I don't like them, but I don't want them to, you know. No, right. I don't think there should be a uh, cottage industry of hitmen taking no. down toddlers. So many other options. In fact, if you're going to do that job, the only advice I'd give you is to make it equal. you got to hire a, another three-year-old to do the job. And it sounds like her mom and dad were kind of... No, they're not. They didn't know. I think they were oblivious. To oh. So they were taking care of the baby because the dad was taking care of the, the mom, and uh, the mom's mother was taking care of her grandson. So I think they would kind of had work something out, and then Looney Tunes was bouncing all over, and then just said, that's enough. It's causing too much trouble in my life. If you got to have a hitman for your three-year-old, the hitman has to be three also. You have to give the kid a chance. A three-year-old, you give him a couple thousand bucks and say, take care of this. And then they might end up being best friends. Yeah, I guess adopting a kid is hard. But maybe this is what's going to happen since they overturned Roe v. Wade. See a lot more little three-year-old hitmen casualties. And that made me wonder, too, has this happened before? Have, on on a three-year-old hit? Yeah, have, hit there had to have been a three-year-old hit at one point, and then people got away with it. You know, like that Iceman Kuklinski, the world-famous hitman that had you know, a family and all that other stuff, but it was just a serial killer, murderer for years and years. And if you ever watch the interviews with Kuklinski, he's the Iceman for a reason. He has absolutely no feelings at all. I bet you he'd have killed a three-year-old. He actually said no kids was his one rule. I don't know if the price is right. But it makes me think that, you know, she can't be the first one to think of it. I hope she is, but she can't be, right? And and there's multiple movies about the hitman, you know, stopping everything and they get to the kid. Right. And they won't shoot Jason a kid. Jason Bourne. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they stop right at the child. Can't do it. There's a child. What kind of hitman are you? All those feelings. It's out of control now. I need you, PD.